I want to ask you this question with a lot of love. Are you a true Christian? If you die today, where will you go? Examine yourself, ask yourself and be, be honest. Will you go to be with God for all eternity? Or will you go to hell has been prepared for the devil and his demons and everyone who wants to continue to live in darkness where you will be gnashing on your teeth because of regret and pain. Let me ask you this. Are you a lukewarm Christian? Because God says in Revelation 3 verse 16, I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Again, I'm asking you this with a lot of love because I genuinely care about you. And many of you are just so focused on this rat race, this temporary world that is passing away. You are a vapor. One day you are here, the next you are gone. Both my two brothers died in their early 20s. You need to take your faith seriously. The Bible says that we have to examine ourselves. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves? That Jesus Christ is in you. Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. Let me be real with you. I failed that test. I was a lukewarm Christian. Even though I grew up in the church with my dad as a pastor and he preached the way he lived, I had no excuse at all. But I wanted to live for the world more than I wanted to live for Christ. I wanted to sit on the throne of my heart instead of Jesus. I did not want to submit to the authority of God. And you know, we say this a lot, that you have to choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. A lot of people only want to acknowledge Him as the Savior, right? Because everybody wants a free ticket into heaven. But they don't submit to Him as Lord as well. But Jesus says in Mark 8 verse 36, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Let me ask you again. If you die today, where will you go? You might say, well, Daniel, I grew up in a Christian home. I went to church, so I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian all my life. Well, if we look at God's word, where does God say that if you grew up in a Christian home, or go to church that you will be saved. It's not in here at all. The Christian tradition means absolutely nothing to you. It doesn't save you. If you say you're a Christian, but you have not yet truly accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, where God came and He changed you, regeneration, where He gave you His Spirit and adopted you as His child. You need to make that decision. Your parents can't do it for you. 
No one can. It is you. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven if you have not been spiritually reborn. Jesus says in John 3 verse 3, Truly, truly. You know, just Jesus using these words, truly, truly, He's saying that people have to believe Him because a lot of people miss this. And he's, this is so important for Him that He's starting this and saying, truly, this is, this is truth. This is, you need to understand this. This is how important it is. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, let me ask you again, if you die today, one of the 150,000 people to 300,000 people who die every day, yes, that is how many people die every day, then where are you going? You need to take this seriously. You might say, well, Daniel, I believe that God exists, that He's real, so I must be going to heaven. Well, just believing that God exists doesn't make you a true Christian. The devil and his demons also believe that Jesus is real, that God exists, but they're not going to heaven. Just believing that God is real is not what true faith means. James 2 verse 19 says, You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. You see, giving your life to Christ involves so much more than just believing that God is real. It involves understanding that you are a sinner. And in God's eyes, who is a God of wrath, when it comes to unrighteousness, that you deserve God's punishment because of your sin. It involves recognizing that no amount of good works can save you, that only Jesus' sacrifice can pay the price for your sin. It involves asking God to forgive you and to cover your sins with the blood of Jesus. You might say, well, I go to church. I even prophesy over people. I even preach in the church, so I must go to heaven. Well, are you sure? Because even people who are not believers, unbelievers, they can also practice religious deeds through the flesh and it means absolutely nothing. They just practice dead religion. Listen carefully to Jesus' own words. Matthew 7 verse 16, You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So, every healthy tree bears good fruit, but a diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. Verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now listen carefully to this because this is for many of you who say that you're Christians, even healing and prophesying, doing certain things, even ministering, preaching in the church. There are many of you who might be lost. Listen to Jesus' words here carefully. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name. 
And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. This is also a wake-up call for many of you who just want to follow those people who say that they are prophets, prophesying things over people. There are counterfeit gifts of the Spirit as well that demons can give to people. And then there are people who just are tricking people. They're deceiving people. They're making things up in their own mind. They're very clever. And their prophecies are very vague, but it doesn't mean that they are from God. You need to understand this. These people who were prophesying and even casting out demons, Jesus said he never knew them, meaning they were never Christians in the first place. I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now let me ask you again. If you died today, where are you going? You might say, well, God is a God of love. So even if I continue to live in sin and doing my own thing, you know, God is a God of love, so he won't send me to hell. Yes, God is a God of love, but you don't understand what true love is if you don't understand who God truly is. He is not just a God of love. There is a lot more to him than that. So if you just look at this one attribute, you have no idea who God truly is. I can say the same thing about you. If someone says, oh, you're a funny person, it doesn't mean you're a funny person all the time. Or if someone says that you are a positive person, always happy. No, it doesn't mean you're always positive, always happy, and that's all there is to it. There is much more to you. There is much more to God. You know, humans, we're a little bit this, we're a little bit that, we're a little bit this, but we're not everything 100% all the time. Only God is. God is 100% love all the time. He's 100% righteous all the time. He is 100% trustworthy all the time. So you need to understand that God is not just love, but He's also righteous and He will punish sin if He is truly righteous. And God is also holy, perfect without sin, immutable. He never changes, self-sufficient. He needs nothing, infinite. He's self-existing, omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent. He is everywhere, fully glorious, meaning infinitely beautiful and great, perfect and pure. He is gracious, willing to spare the guilty and save us all. He's merciful, he's kind and fully compassionate. He's faithful meaning he always keeps his promises and he's all-knowing. He knows everything about everything. He's full of perfect, unchanging wisdom. And then, yes, he is love. He has unconditional love, but that doesn't mean, and you cannot use that as an excuse because you want to continue in your filthy, dirty sin. You want to continue to live in that. You want to continue to steal. You want to continue to murder. You want to continue to look at pornography. You want to cheat on your wife or your husband. No, you cannot use that as an excuse. God is also holy and righteous. And that means because he is also light, he cannot have a relationship with you if you continue to live in darkness. You need to repent. You need to come to the light. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9 says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived by what people say or tell you. And do not be deceived by your own thoughts because you are not perfect. You always make mistakes. 
Only God is perfect and you need to listen to His Word. What He already chose to reveal to us. Every word of God is perfect. It is pure. It is breathed out by God. 2 Timothy 3 verse 16. And you can trust it. Further in verse 9, it says, Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards. To those of you who say you're Christians, but you get drunk every weekend or even in the week and you don't care about it, listen to God's word. Nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. If you say that you are a Christian, but you still keep on living like the rest of sinful mankind, like the rest of the world, then you need to examine yourself because it is impossible if God made you a new creation to still live like the rest of mankind in sin, cussing, drinking and not caring, not worrying about it at all. How can that be if the Bible says in Ephesians 5 verse 4, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. One of the first signs you can usually see, spot, when someone say that they're a Christian but they're not is when they use foul words or crude joking, joking about sexual things when there are a group of people together. Galatians 5 verse 19 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, one of the things that oof, makes me feel so bad is when self-professing Christians use the Lord's name in vain. When I speak to them, they say they're Christians and they, they do that. I just, oh, I feel it. I hurt. How can you do that? If you have God's Spirit in you, who will convict you of sin, you cannot. How do you think God feels? Exodus 20 verse 7, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. You cannot use God's name just carelessly, not having respect for it, especially you in America who say, Oh my God, after almost every second sentence. How can you do that? How can you use God's name so carelessly if you are a true reborn Christian? Where is your respect? Matthew 12, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. I'm saying this to you with a lot of love. 
And it might not be easy for a lot of you to hear the truth, but that is what needs to be happening. You need to hear the truth. The light needs to shine on the darkness to expose it. You need to look at yourself honestly through the Word of God and test yourself. Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith because your soul depends on it. God is light and we need to live in the light. We shouldn't be afraid of it. We should read the Word, study it like the good Bereans and test ourselves to see whether we truly are living according to God's Word. Because if we truly love God, we will obey His Word. Not just because, oh, now I have to from the soul level. No, because you want to. You want to please God because you love Him. If you don't want to live in the truth, then you are living in darkness. You're not living in the light. You're living in darkness and that is where you will stay when you die eternal darkness. So let me ask you again, if you die today, where will you go? John 3 verse 3 says that you have to be reborn. And the popular verse in verse 16, you know, it says, For God so loved the world, He loves you, that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. And you know, that is where some people stop. Just verse 16. But what comes after verse 16? You shouldn't stop there. The Bible is written in letter form, not in verses, verse this, verse that, verse this, and you just use certain verses that you like to try and apply it with your life. You want to change scripture to fit in with your lifestyle. No, you need to understand the Word of God and change your lifestyle according to God's Word. The next verse says in verse 17, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Now listen to this carefully. Verse 19, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Now let me ask you again, where will you go when you die today? You know, some of you might say, well, I will go to heaven because God created me and I'm his child. Well, that's not what the word says. Yes, you are his creation. But it doesn't say that you are his child. That name, that title is only given to those who truly accepted Jesus Christ as both Savior and Lord, who repented, who became a true reborn Christian. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own. And his own people did not receive him. But, now listen carefully. Verse 12, But to all who did receive him, 
who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Do you see? You need to be reborn, spiritually reborn. Your parents cannot save you. Your friends cannot save you. Your church cannot save you. They cannot make the decision for you. No one can save you. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then only God can save you because He declares you as righteous and He makes you a new creation. It is a miracle. It is a work by God. He works regeneration within you. John 21 verse 21. When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. You see, you are responsible for your own life. Stop comparing your life to other people. Stop looking at other people. Look at your own life. If you want to have eternal life, a life even in this world where you have peace, where you have fulfillment, where you abide in Christ, He in you. You see, life with Christ is so much more than just receiving eternal life. So much more. But you need to make the decision to choose Him. You need to come to the end of yourself. Repent of your sins, truly, genuinely. So many people think that they are Christians, but they've never really repented. This is the gospel message. John the Baptist, he preached it. Repent. Jesus Christ, he preached it. Repent. Matthew 3 verse 2. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You see, you cannot start a relationship with God if you do not repent. Matthew 4 verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You see, you can only worship God in spirit and in truth. You have to come to the truth where you understand your sinful condition, that you are a sinner and that Jesus Christ is holy, that He's perfect, that He died for your sins on the cross, who He is. And then only can you start to enter a spiritual relationship with Him. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. So you realize that you are a sinner, that even your best deeds are like filthy rags according to Scripture. You stop comparing yourself to other people and think, man, I'm not this bad because look at those people. No, you start to compare yourself according to God's Word. And let me tell you, God is perfect. There is no darkness in Him. So that is why even your best deeds are like filthy rags to God. That is why He died for you on the cross. Only Jesus could because He is perfect. He took your sins on Himself. And that is why now God the Father looks through Jesus, what He did for you on the cross. You say, I accept it. You stop comparing yourself to other people and look at God's holiness. And you ask Him to forgive you, to wash you clean. Acts 2 verse 38. 
And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So after you ask Jesus for forgiveness, you accept that He died for you in your place on the cross. All the punishment that you should have received for your sins, God's wrath, God the Father's wrath, He brought it on Jesus Christ on the cross. You accept it, that He took your punishment that you should have received for lying, stealing, gossiping, sexual sins, cussing, getting drunk, and all the other sins you have done. He took it all upon Himself. And because God is righteous, the punishment for sin is death. But because He is God, He also rose from the grave. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the Scripture says, Everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And when you truly do that, the judge of the world, God, declares you as righteous. Done. Once. That's it. You have been declared as righteous. You don't have to do it tomorrow or the day after. No. Because the moment He declares you as righteous, He also seals you with the Holy Spirit. He works that regeneration in you. He gives you the Holy Spirit to live in you. Because you are now the temple of God. You are His son, His daughter. And you now walk within this newness of life, new spiritual life. This is why you cannot save yourself through your deeds. Because it needs to be a work of God. His gift. Titus 3 verse 5. He saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness. But according to His own mercy. By the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. You see, God is amazing. He is far bigger than, than we can even try to comprehend. God Himself he gives you His Spirit. And that is why you can be called a reborn Christian. Because He seals you with His Spirit, the Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians 1 verse 13, In Him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory. In other words, you become spiritually alive. You receive a new spiritual nature because of the Holy Spirit. You see, <laughs> a new creation, it is impossible to go back to what you once used to be, spiritually dead, because now you are spiritually alive. So it is impossible to go back to your sins, to cuss, to drink, getting drunk, 
sexual sin, all these dirty things to keep on doing that without even worrying about it because the Holy Spirit now is in you and He will convict you of sin. Jesus says in John 16 verse 8, And when He comes, He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. And 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This is amazing. You know, Jesus is the narrow gate. When you open that gate, when you go through Jesus, because you can only be saved through what Jesus did for you on the cross. As you go through that gate, you start to realize there's a whole long, narrow road, the road of sanctification. There's a whole new world that opens up to you because you are transformed. You think differently. You see things differently. You enter this new spiritual life where you see things for the first time. You understand truth for the first time, things you couldn't understand before because now God adopted you as His son, as His daughter. Galatians 4 verse 5, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. This is what it means to be a true reborn Christian. Many of you might be lukewarm Christians, or some of you might have been backsliding, and you need to come back to Christ. He is waiting for you. You are still living in a time of grace. This temporary world is going to go by so fast. You are but a vapor. One day you're here, the next you are gone. Come back to God. Do it today. And if you come back to Him, this is what will happen. Luke 15 verse 18. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. <sighs> Does that not show you how amazing God the Father is? How much He loves you? That He's there waiting for you. He doesn't love your sin at all. He hates sin, but He loves you and He wants you to come back to Him, to have a real relationship with Him, a spiritual relationship. Verse 21, And the Son said to Him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and before you, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. I want to ask you one last time. Where are you going when you die? You cannot outrun death. Death comes for all of us. There are certain things in this world that's out of your control, like certain laws, the law of gravity. 
if I leave this Bible, it's going to fall. It's not going to float. There's a time for man and woman to be born and to die. And after that comes judgment. Are you ready for judgment day? There are many Christians who are on the way to hell because they are not reborn Christians. They do not truly love the Lord. They haven't come to the point where they truly accepted Him as Lord and Savior, where God worked regeneration in Him or her and made them new creations. Where are you going when you die? You live in a time of grace and this world, do not be distracted by this world. It is going away. It is passing so fast. You are but a vapor. The one day you're here, the next you are gone. I want you to go to eternal life, to be with Christ. I don't want you to go to hell where you'll be tormented for all eternity, gnashing on your teeth because of regret, because you didn't choose Christ. That reality for a lot of people is coming and is coming sooner than you think. Make the right decision and choose God today while you still have time. And if you want to be sure of your salvation, then please watch this video here and I'll see you there. And always remember that God loves you. Doesn't love your sin, but He loves you. And He's waiting for you. And I love you too. And I hope you make the right decision today. Bye, guys.